creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. I'm your host, Lauren Gray. As the introduction lady said just a moment ago, I I felt fancy now. I actually have a a voiceover person doing the intro because I wanted to be professional and, you know, sound legit. So I actually got somebody to do the voiceover. She's very nice. But I am joined by two friends that play in our local Bells and Chimes League, Miss Melody Zisman and Miss Tina Rotman. Yay! Melody and Tina and I met playing pinball. I think we met in the co-ed league. I know that's where I met Melody. And then, Tina, I think I met you through somebody else, and then you started coming to the Bells. I I was trying to remember my origins friendship with you guys. I was trying to remember how I met them. So uh, just to kind of introduce yourselves to our listeners, we'll start with you, Melody. How did you get involved in pinball, and then where are you kind of at with it today? Originally, I got involved with pinball because growing up every day after school, my siblings and my cousins and I would go to my grandma's house, and she would watch us so our parents could get off work. And at their house, we had an old arcade cabinet called Moon Patrol, and we had an old pinball machine called Gaucho. And so we were usually playing outside from, you know, the time till, till the sun went down, really. Um, but we would also have some pretty fierce competitions with our arcade games there. So originally, that was how I was introduced to pinball. And it was something that my grandma had bought for my parents when they were in middle school. So um, then later on, when I moved to San Antonio, um, I guess... I started playing again. We used to play at pinballs in college in Austin. Um, But I started playing again at the What's Brewing Coffee Shop. And originally I had gone there for coffee, which is excellent. But their pinball is what keeps me coming back, really. Awesome. Yeah. Now that now you play in the co-ed leagues and you're also a part of Bells and Chimes. So you're in it to win it. And I'll have to have you tell the gaucho story because there's actually a, a follow-up to that story, which is very, very cool. And we'll talk about that later in the show. Tina, go ahead and share your story with us. My story is actually kind of similar. My grandma had a pinball machine at her house, but I actually didn't get to play it very much because I was the youngest sibling and I was one of the younger cousins. And I had to fight, you know, for my time <laughs> for my time on it. But And growing up, or just recently, about a year ago, it was my older brother that got me back into it. Uh, he started playing pinball with a friend of his. Um, he was living in Austin, and uh, he just moved here to San Antonio. And he's there's this there's this coffee shop that has pinball machines. Come on, let's go. So I I fell in love with it because I played a few games and I was able to beat him. And like that feeling of vindication from being the younger sibling and finally being able to beat my big brother, it was sweet. That's always the best. I love that feeling. Well, awesome. As I said earlier, I had wanted to bring you guys on. First of all, 
you are my good friends now, my, not only my pinball friends, but my friends. And we spend so much time together. I'm like, I should have some local bells on the show and, and it'll be fun. So I'm very excited you guys both agreed to come on the show. Thank you so much. I know you guys are both busy and got a lot going on. Um, so again, I appreciate you guys taking the time out um, to hang out with me today and hang out with our listeners. So thank you so much. So let's get into some pinball news. The big news that I want to talk about, we are recording this on Tuesday, the 23rd of July, and it blew up all over my Facebook feed. This is the problem when you're into pinball, is that um, all I get is pinball stuff. And the big news that came out today was that there were some photos leaked. I believe they were on Tilt Forms, but I got a hold of them from This Week in Pinball. Jeff had posted some pictures of the Jurassic Park play field, instruction card, cabinet of all three trims, the Pro, the Limited, and the Collector's Edition. And I am very excited about this title. Um, are you guys Jurassic Park fans at all? Such huge fans. And I don't know if it's terrible parenting or what, but my kids have also seen all of the movies and they love them as well. <laughs> and they, what's brewing, we're fortunate to have one of those machines there that we can play and they love playing that game already. So. We are fans. There had been rumors about Jurassic Park for quite some time. Of course, there wasn't anything confirmed. Stern keeps a very tight lid on that kind of information. I'm, I'm actually shocked. I don't know if it was planned, if it was one of those, we're going to leak it. But I'm surprised that this got out. I am sure if it was unintentional that somebody's going to get in trouble. I'm excited that they decided to go with the original Jurassic Park and not Jurassic World. I mean, not that I don't like Chris Pratt. I mean, he's great. But to me, I connect more with the original franchise. I, I remember seeing that as a kid. Yes, for sure. I, I like the fact that they're updating it. I hope it's affordable when it comes out because that is definitely a theme I would be interested in. I love Jeff Goldblum. I love, you know, just the dinosaurs, of course. But it's all, it, it looks pretty too. I saw the pictures. They look amazing. I feel like I'm about 50-50 on it. I like Jurassic Park. It's going to be a cool machine because it has a dinosaur on it. It's going to be cool. But I feel like this machine has already been made. That There's the Data East machine that is a Jurassic Park machine. Like, I want a new idea to get excited about. But I'm excited to see what Stern does with it. Like, what kind of cool modes and, like, what they could do with the code. Like, I think Stern can make it cooler than it was. But I'm a little, I feel a little that it's not a brand new idea. That they didn't just rehash something. I, and I get that, too. I, I mean, it would be nice if they actually had done something brand new, like a an IP or a theme that hadn't been done. Because it was, I don't know. I, I love Jurassic Park. I truly do. But it was one of those, well, that's a franchise from quite some time ago, even though they've tried to kind of re revitalize it with the whole Jurassic World thing, but I was surprised that that was even on the block of um, possible themes, but I do enjoy, you know, the the franchise, and I'm excited to see what they've done, and the, the play field looks amazing. I love the giant... I knew that the ball was going to have to be eaten by a T-Rex, <laughs> because that's how it is on the Data East version, and I was wondering how they were going to do it when I first heard the rumors of Jurassic Park. Well, whatever they do, it has to be able to eat the ball. <laughs> so it looks like on that upper ramp right there, I, I have a feeling the ball's either going to come out of there or it opens up and you can shoot it into the ramp. I need to see gameplay of it, of course, because I'm just looking at stills. I think it, it'll be really interesting to see all that play out. The thing that 
concern me and to address what you said, Melody, I am also a Jeff Goldblum fan, and I did not see Jeff Goldblum on any of the photos. Is he okay. going to be on the play field? Is he going to be? Because to me, you have to have call-outs. This has to have call-outs. It just can't be dinosaurs making dinosaur noises, because then you might as well just have made Land of the Lost or, you know, whatever. But, yeah. you know, it's just one of those. It has to have, to me, the actors, Sam Neill, Laura Dern. I want to hear Richard Attenborough say, welcome to Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah to me, those are the things that this particular IP needs to be successful. But the one character I did see was the Wayne Knight character. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> yeah, he, he's pretty cool. Is he going to do all the calls, which would still be fun. I, I mean, I would be a little sad that they didn't have the other actors, but at least if they got somebody from the franchise involved, I was like, all right, that won't be too shabby. I can live with that. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the dinosaur stuff and just all the stuff they could have done with it. And just the play field just looks amazing. There's supposedly rumors that Keith Elwin designed this one, who also was the designer for Iron Maiden. It would be really interesting to kind of see, you know, the actual playing on it. And it looks very deep when I was looking at the instruction card. That's a whole lot of modes on there. And so that... From a player standpoint, it looks really exciting. What do you guys think? I think I feel like I probably need to see gameplay of a machine before I get really excited about it. Like, I need to hear the sounds and see the lights and, you know, hear the music. And, you know, I like, I don't know. Like, it seems like not alive yet. <laughs> right. Because the way it's been talked about, it's a leak, a rumor. I'm wondering if this is all just like a big publicity stunt and that's not actually the game that's coming out or... You know, I don't want to get my hopes up and then be disappointed. And like you said, there's so many other games they could have made. So I don't know if I trust it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If we're doing the show and then it's just they're messing with me, I'm going to be extra salty, y'all. Just so you know, I'm going to be super salty stern watch out i'm gonna be salty and i was giving you props on the last show and, and if i find out you lied to me i'm not gonna be happy about it at all so it's not there's, there's gotta be some truth to it right <laughs> i i hope so so we'll we'll talk more about that as the, the you know in future shows for sure but i definitely wanted to address it i'm just gonna say my vote is i'm excited about it i can't wait to play it um it looks really cool do you agree that it would have been nice for them to do a ip or a property that hasn't been done before because i feel like they constantly are going back to the well for stuff even like the movies themselves you had to rehash jurassic park i mean dinosaurs are cool and all but you could have come <laughs> up with something new <laughs> or it's like hearing about you know the possible guns and roses from jersey jack there's already a guns and roses machine Ooh, there are so many other bands yes and you know part of your show i've listened to is how you have your dream theme at the end and i've got like there's just so many there's so many themes that they, that just lend themselves like they're dying to have a pinball game so it's like let's be original but i'll take a jurassic park if it's if that's what it is <laughs> I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, so Spooky Pinball has a machine, uh, Total Nuclear Annihilation, or TNA, and they helped this guy propose to his girlfriend. And Aww. it is the most adorable thing. Yeah, so they're, when they're playing their mode, um, and if for, for those of you who haven't played TNA, 
um, it you have to get through um, the reactors, and as you do reactors, you know you're kind of climbing and climbing towards um, the the final portion of the game. And I on reactor two, it has a picture of the both of them together asking her if she'll marry him. I'm like oh my Aww. god, it's like the most. Uh, it's super cute. I'm I'm gonna put a link in the show notes, but it is the most adorable thing ever. I I it made my heart again like a little full because I. Oh, pinball company that goes out of their way to help somebody propose to their girlfriend i mean one that's really awesome that you're proposing you know love yay love but also two you did it through pinball i mean extra bonus points <laughs> that's so sweet yeah I, I feel that they're starting their marriage off right i'm like this <laughs> is the way to that go. plays pinball together stays together right <laughs> so, like I kind of want to see the execution of this, though. Like, did it go, like, because I could see, like, if this were me, right? Like, I could see myself, like, doing really well in the mode and, like, but I don't always, like, look at the screen. I'm just like, whoa, look at, I'm, I must be doing awesome. It's making lots of noise, you know? Like, I could see, like, totally missing it. And, and then, like, he's down <laughs> on his knee and I'm like, what, what are you doing? You're distracting me. I'm going to drain. <laughs> Like I'd like to see how it was executed because surely it—I mean, surely it was—it was, it worked out for him better than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm assuming it worked out since it kind of made the spooky um, Facebook page. But at the same time, it's like, well, I'm like, I, I hope this works out for you. But I think I would—I might have missed it at some point because I would be like, I'm in multi-ball. I'm in multi-ball. I can't look right now. <laughs> But no, I can big congratulations and props to Spooky for kind of going out of their way and, and helping out and doing something so fun and creative. I think that's really neat. You know, the, the news wise, that's pretty much all we've got today. But the big topic I wanted to talk to you guys about and one of the reasons I, I wanted to bring you both on the show. And it was something that had come up on I was, you know, listening to the Riptide podcast with Crystal and Stephanie. And Crystal was talking about, you know, she's playing in um new leagues now uh, that have kids and that she hadn't really played with kids because she plays in a lot of bar leagues or like she did when she was in Chicago. And I was thinking, you know, I'm so accustomed to having kids in our league because our league's in a coffee shop. It's a family friendly environment. So I thought it was very interesting to kind of hear somebody say, oh, I'm not used to seeing kids. I'm like, oh my gosh, I see kids all the time. They're there with their folks. They're always running around. And it's just something I'm accustomed to. So I, I kind of wanted to start with you, Melody. You have two daughters that play in our Bells and Chimes League. How did they get interested? And then, you know, as as a mom, what are your hopes? Are Is it just something they do for fun? Or do you really want to get them in the hobby? Or kind of where do you want to go with that? So the way they got interested in pinball is because we have a couple machines here in our house and um, we like to play pretty frequently. Um, and the thing that I love about pinball is that it's a, a, it's a whole experience. So like they play arcade games, they play, you know, Xbox or whatever, but with pinball, it's, the art it's the music it's the movement and you don't really have to be good at it to appreciate it and for it to be fun so when they first started of course they kind of like all of us when we first start don't know how to like wait for the ball to get to the flippers we'll do both flippers at the same time kind of have trouble tracking the ball but it's it's really fun to watch them like acquire these skills in the same way that an adult player would, um, you know, they just need a stool, have a little bit different perspective. But 
Um, as far as putting them in the league, I have several hobbies, and this is one of the hobbies that I have that we can all do together. Like my whole family, my husband, my kids, we all come and do it together because, you know, they're too little to ride their bikes with me right now. They're, you know, they, they don't make beer with me. <laughs> it's just like it's a family appropriate and, you know, inclusive hobby. So that's how I got them involved in the league. And I really love how there's other kids in the league. So like on league nights in the co-ed league, they don't play. But several of the other parents bring their kids and they all just hang out. And they've made quite a few friends in that way with some of the other kiddos who are who are always around and learning to play as well. So it's been a really great experience meeting new people and getting them out there and having new experiences. And Tina, for you, I know that your little man just started. Was that his first co-ed tournament that I saw a picture of him from? Yeah, that was his first tournament the other day. And we only we only entered him because we got there and it was a benefit tournament. And it didn't look like they were having a lot of people showing up and sign up. And it was supposed to raise money for the kid who's going to go play um, in the, the Junior Olympics. So we were like, well, it's for a good cause. Like, even if he strikes out, it's okay. Like, he can play. And, and honestly, I think that, you know, I, uh, Melody was kind of talking about what a great community we have at the coffee shop. And I feel like that really helps me come, like, it helped me be comfortable, you know, bringing him around. Um you know, like seeing her with her girls and I'm like, oh, she does this. I can do this, too. And and so seeing the girls play in the league, I was like, well, surely little man can handle being in a tournament. Like, let's try this out. So we did. And he did so great. It was awesome to watch. So I was a little nervous because I wasn't playing with him on the machine and I didn't want him to punch somebody else's ball or like try to take somebody, you know, go out of turn. Um, but he was playing with our friends. So um, he did pretty well. He uh, on Deadpool, which is his <laughs> favorite machine. And he only knows Deadpool from the machine. Like, I, I'm not a bad mom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway but it's a cool machine for a little guy right it's got unicorns and, and t-rex anyway uh he played deadpool and he got first <laughs> it was just kind of awesome oh my to goodness. watch yeah like i was playing on the machine right next to him and i like had to like wait for my turn i was like i'm just gonna watch him for a second because he's blowing it up it was so cool no, it was so neat. I, the, you guys had posted a picture, and I was, I was like, I don't know if I've seen him play in a tournament before. And uh, yeah, no, I thought it was super neat to see him playing, and he, he looks like he was having such a good time. And yeah, and I heard he got 11th out of, you know, he was kind of in the middle of the pack. Um, considering this was his first tournament, that's fantastic. Yeah, I wish I did well that well on my first tournament. <laughs> and even and your girls. Uh, Melody, I think, uh, if I remember, are they five and seven or? No, four, four and five, four and five. I was trying to remember, we have several kids. I'm, who's, how old? Yeah. But um, four and five. I mean, they do well. Every once in a while, I'm inputting scores for them. And hey, look at who got second place. Like, oh, my God, they're so adorable. I feel like it's because they're so little and they're, the hand-eye coordination is still really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's. It's not something that's a lot of pressure for them. They just go out there to have a good time and, you know, just play. So they don't get stressed out or anything. They just like it. And another thing that I'm really excited about is something that Tina and her husband are working on that I, I'm really get just very excited to get off the 
Lauren running as the youth league that he's trying to get put together so that, you know, right now my girls play in the women's league, but there aren't any little boys and I feel like we need to get them all together. (laughs) So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell like who wants to do that. Do we do a league and, and do like that, like commitment every week, every month, or I I think we're going to start with a tournament and we tried to like, like, see the end like how the interest was and we heard back from a few people but I think it's a thing that we just need to do and that way people see like how cool is that this is a thing we do and then the next time we do it it'll be bigger and bigger kind of the way it worked out with bells you know we started our first league we had 15 and by the second league we doubled you know I think it's probably going to work the same way yeah no I completely agree Tina and her husband Matt have and trying to get a youth league off the ground. It is one of those, if you build it, they will come. I, I kind of believe that with, you know, building a pinball culture and bu- building kind of like a pinball um, environment in, in whatever town you're in, you kind of just have to, all right, we're just going to do it and hopefully people will come. And then once you get a few people involved with Bells, it was the same way. You know, we had our 15, 16 players and then everybody bought a friend. The next, you know, league, I was like, oh my goodness, we have way, way more ladies than we did last time. And I think it'll be like that with the youth tournaments. And I and I do like the idea of having the boys and girls play together um, in the sense that, you know, it'll encourage um, boys to kind of see girls playing sports or, you know, video games and gaming. And it doesn't seem out of place. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, girls play, you know, pinball. That's, you know, I've been playing with pinball with girls since I was a kid you know like it doesn't seem out of place and it's just an accepted norm for them and I think if you start your kids doing this early I mean I'm not a mom so I this is just my assumption um but I just think it'll just make it more of yeah girls play pinball that's that's what they do and they're my friends and they're cool and that's how it goes I mean that that are that's my thought what are your thoughts on it yeah, I agree. I think that's something that's important to me as a mom of a little guy. Like, I want him to see, um, you know, there was a couple of years ago, he came home from school one day or preschool, really, because he's little. Um, he said something about I couldn't do something because I was a girl. And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Or something like I wasn't strong. And I spent like a whole month talking about I'm so strong. Oh, and we were watching Moana. I was like, look at her row that boat. She's so strong. <laughs> so, you know, like. Uh, you know, every time I see girls just kicking butt, like I make sure to point it out. Like today, today we, we went up to the to the coffee shop and we played a little bit. And as we were leaving, there were um, down the street, there were firefighters who were like testing out their equipment. And we got out to talk to them. And one of the firefighters was a woman. And so we high fived her and talked to her for a little bit. And I thought it was kind of cool for him to see her in that role that, you know, that he looks up to and admires. So so it's awesome. It's It's good for it's good for kids to see all kinds of people in, in all kinds of roles. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that and them, you know, getting to hang out with their friends that they've met. Um, I think my girls are kind of probably feminists that don't know they are like, they just don't think that there's things that they shouldn't do because they're girls. You know, they just have never had that idea. They, they think they can do anything and including pinball. So yeah, they, they totally own that shop whenever they're in there. They crack me up. They, they're like the two little ringleaders. And, and, you know, we have Sophie, um, you know, Trisha's daughter. And then we have, like, other kids. And then they were making friends with Christina's little boy. And I'm just cracking up. I'm like, those girls are owning it over here. I'm like, they're adorable. But, I, I you know, as a 
as a league coordinator, and we have lots of people who listen to the show who either are in leagues or run leagues, what are some things, and I'll start with you, Tina, that, that you would like to see if somebody wanted to make it more inclusive for kids to play? What are some things that you might want to see in, in a league or in a tournament to be more uh, kid-friendly? I saw the little guy play in his first tournament the other day, and he really did pretty well. I think that uh, he lost his stamina a little bit. Like, um, he didn't really want to play his last game. He was kind of like, I'm done. I want to go hang out with my friends, you know. So all the other kids are kind of running around the coffee shop. Um, so he he couldn't handle, like, actually doing, you know, when you do well, and <laughs> you keep playing in the tournament, and you have to play longer. <laughs> so the, the time commitment got to him a little bit. But I think if he were actually playing with other kids, he wouldn't have to wait around for somebody's, like, 20-minute ball, you know, somebody else who's doing really well. Um, so I think that that's okay. Um, we, uh, we got to play on our, on our big road trip. We got to play pinball in Colorado at this place called Blizzard Mountain Pinball. It's in Conifer, Colorado. It is awesome. So a big shout out to them. Um, they're so, uh, so nice. And, um, I really, you know, got to meet the owners and they were, um, just really sweet to us as a family and really nice to, um, my son. Uh, and what they do is they do like you, instead of a coin drop that you can buy a card, and you get, like, free play for an hour, which is great for him because he's not, like, I, uh, he loves Deadpool, but he knows that Deadpool is kind of expensive. So we go in the coffee shop all the time. So we usually, like, hey, hey uh, play uh, Gorgar, <laughs> you know, play something that's uh, only 25 cents, buddy. So the getting to play whatever games he wanted and for a whole hour was, was pretty awesome because we got to play um, some of the pricier games and it didn't matter if he just drained right away. You know, you feel like, Oh, that was $3 for two seconds. Nice. You know, so that was, that was, that was nice. I'm not sure if that's something that can be implemented, but it was, it was something that, that worked out really well. And even when we ran out of time, uh, you know, it wasn't, I, th- I think they they charged like seven dollars to recharge your card and like get another hour and so we were like all right well we haven't played all the machines in here let's let's keep playing so that was it was a lot of fun that sounds really neat I remember you guys were were talking about that when you came back and um I think that yeah and I even see it like you know from other kids that have played in the league and when I see them at tournaments other tournaments yeah the fatigue it gets there fast because they're not accustomed to playing two or three hours straight. They're just kind of over it after, you know, maybe an hour or so. They're like, all right, the the novelty of this has worn off, especially little, little people. I'm talking between, like, you know, four and nine, kind of the under 10 crowd. Um, when they get to be preteen and teen, it's fine. They Usually, you know, they can kind of make it through. But the younger ones, they I don't necessarily see the, the stamina um, as often, so I, I kind of something to kind of take away if you have kids in the tournaments you know maybe kind of divided up you know block wise you know have more breaks I guess would be the the takeaway yeah I was gonna say the same thing like I like the way that Bells is set up where we play four games so that is not too much it's about an hour sometimes a little more and it's like just the right amount of time so I feel like if you were going to set up a tournament you would need to kind of keep it around that you know hour four game type situations because by the time we're done they're done you know I think the four to five game limit per per round or per you know event 
Um, yeah, because usually, because I've played with uh, with your little ones, Melody, and you know, they're, they're usually by that last game, like, where did they go? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they <laughs> and start they to wander. Find mama. <laughs> <laughs> they're so cute. Are you guys done? They're like, yeah, we're done. I'm like, okay, where's your score sheet? <laughs> and and I think the and, and this is particular with bells is that we have do have a lot of moms in the league. But we also have a lot of single people, and everybody's been really chill with helping the girls out. Even, you know, when they get upset about stuff, everybody's pretty understanding. And it's been challenging when, you you know, you have the whole, all right, we're going to have a – today's lesson is about um, getting disqualified because you <laughs> went out of turn. Oh, that's so rough. As the TD, I don't want to disqualify a child. <laughs> <laughs> But it's one of those kind of learning, I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to do it. And for the, most of them take it in stride. You know, they kind of, okay. And then, you know, like some of them, sometimes they get upset, which right, I would be upset. And I'm not, you know, seven. It, it's a great teaching experience for, for sportsmanship, too. Like, there was a kiddo in the last tournament I played in, and he started crying when he got Aww. eliminated. And I felt bad. Aww. But I was like. You don't always win every game. I mean, I don't know how to how to make you feel better about that. I just it, it's hard. It's hard to like make a kid cry playing pinball. Aww. But right, it's a good learning experience. Hopefully, <laughs> that's the one where you know when I've either had to DQ a, a kid or had to when they don't win. And it's again the the ones that I've dealt with have been under ten. And, uh, you know, they're upset and they have all these feelings. And, and Trisha put it best. You know, she's like, sometimes you just need to let them have their feelings. You know, we're just going to, you know, write this out. Trisha, that is great advice. And I'm not, you know, eight. I was like, <laughs> I will remember that for later. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, that's, that's fair. Because, you know, even, even if you try to do everything, like everything right, sometimes, sometimes you're, you know, five and feelings happen, you know, like uh, when I won, um, the, my little medal for my my uh, Division B um, last league or whatever. I was so proud of that medal. <laughs> but uh, my son cried. He cried because oh. I won it and he did it. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe you can't join Bells. <laughs> like, uh, you want to win a medal, then you have to join a league too, okay? How about play with me next time? You know, it's a learning experience. You know, like they have to have their feelings and then, all right, well, this is what needs to if you want to, if you want a medal, <laughs> you have to play too. <laughs> How do I put this? I don't feel like we've had to, we being the, I will speak for the non-parents in the audience, but we haven't had to parent them. It's more of just, you know, every once in a while we'll have to, you know, hey, you know, where are your quarters? Or it's not, you know, because I think sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to watch your kid. They're not my kid. But I just think overall, everybody has been so supportive and just very encouraging, at least in the Bell scene, of having these young ladies play. And I think, again, we do have a lot of moms that play, but we have, you know, have a lot of single people. And everybody's been super, oh, well, here's their stuff. And we made sure that they didn't go out of order. And, you know, so-and-so did really well on this game. And Yeah, yeah. they're so supportive. Like, I, I've not felt like even one time I've never felt like oh why are your girls here like they're too young like nobody's ever made me feel that way because they are all I feel like it's you know it, they say it takes a village to raise kids and it is kind of our little village and they're all very to help the girls they make sure they go on the right turn they make sure 
they put in the right amount of quarters. Like one time Natalie walked off after um, the ball drained and it plunged again. You know, she had a ball save, but she had already like given up and they were like, wait, come back, come back. You're still playing. And they were like trying to make sure she got her, you know, she got her, they wanted her to do well too. So it's a very supportive and encouraging environment. Well, you know, I would say that of like we're so we are so spoiled at our coffee shop. <laughs> if you guys ever come to San Antonio, what's brewing? Um, because I would say that that's true of the whole community, and even if you're not a kid, like they're super supportive. So um, I'll tell you a goofy story. I'm gonna tell on myself a little bit. Um, so when I was first kind of interested in in joining my first tournament, I was brand new. Um, you know, I'd only beat my brother a couple times. So I was like, oh, I think I like this pinball stuff. I'll I'll try it. So I I talked to um I talked to Sammy, um, one of the owners at the coffee shop, and I was like, do you do you have to like be good <laughs> to join the tournament? And he was so encouraging. He was like, no, go for it. I think you should try it. Like it'll be fun. Everybody's here to have fun. Um, have a good time. I was like. So we had that conversation and then, um, you know, I went back in the back and started playing and one of the machines messed up and I went out and got him and he fixed it. And then um, I tried to play Pinbot and I thought it messed up and I, and I came back to tell him, oh, Sammy, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I guess I have to have your help again. I can't get it to work. So he walks over there and he's like, uh, did you hit the start button? <laughs> <laughs> and I felt I mean I turned like three shades of red and I was like well I'm glad it works <laughs> here's your quarterback so I was super embarrassed and this was after we had the conversation like am I good enough for a tournament so uh I still joined that first tournament it was about a year ago and uh and it like I was actually doing pretty well and I didn't see Sammy there. I was like, oh, good. Nobody knows how dumb I am. And I was kicking butt. I was winning on Party Zone. And I had, like, a ton of points. And then Sammy walked past me from the back room. And he looks at me and looks at my score. And he was like, it's you. And that's your score. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes. Thank you. And he, he high-fived me and then, like, continued on his way. <laughs> But, it, you know, it was just really so sweet. I I think that our whole, like, everybody we play pinball with, you know, kids, adults, men, women, like, everybody's really nice. So that's something that I hope everybody has in their little pinball families and pinball community. Yeah, and I think, you know, we are kind of spoiled here in San Antonio. We do have a, a very supportive uh, pinball community, and, and I think it's so sweet when, Melody, you said it takes a village. You know, we all kind of come together, especially to, you know, to build pinball in San Antonio and then also to just, for me, the reason I bought Bells, and I've talked about this, you know, a bit, I wanted to have that energy of having, you know, playing, you know, pinball with women and having women in this really, you know, fun, supportive environment, but to encourage young ladies and young people to, to play and get involved in pinball. And that's why I think the youth league is also real, or youth tournaments are really important is because, you know, this hobby, it, it is having a, a renaissance, if you want to call it that, um, a resurgence. But at the same time, there's going to be a point where we hit a generational gap that there's going to be kids who don't remember pinball in its heyday, like, you know, the 80s and 90s, that, or, you know, remember traditional arcades. That's why I think it's kind of neat that we have the pinball coffee shop. But, you know, you, the three of us, I think, remember actual, you know, arcades in a mall, 
And, you know, we have to make sure that we're kind of, you know, showing this next generation that, hey, there are these things called pinball machines and, and this is how this whole community works and comes together. So, so I think that, that that's very important. Yeah, I, I wanted to say, I think like you and the, the, the director of the other league, Chris, I think you guys should be so proud of yourselves because before y'all started Aww. the, you know, the Facebook group, the leagues and all of that, um, and y'all put all this work in, like, I feel like you kind of built a community because it wasn't really there before. So, and I've met so many great people just through going to tournaments and, being at the coffee shop and so and that's all because of y'all's hard work so I I feel like I've been the benefactor of tons of hours of y'all's labor of love so oh thank you oh that is true that's so sweet I agree <laughs> you guys are so sweet and the reason I do the show and the reason I do all of that is because I love pinball so much and you know I want to kind of share my love and my enthusiasm for the hobby with as many people as I can and I love kids and being around kids and they're just the energy so infectious and they're just not afraid like that's the thing you know I and I think as adults we're afraid to look silly or afraid to look like we don't know how to do something you know we get kind of caught up in that whereas kids are like cool how's this work and uh, they just have that I don't want to say I don't care but they just are fearless in a way and and to have, you know, girls in the Bells League and then, you know, we're starting up the youth tournaments. I just I wanted to to take a moment with this episode and talk. You know, I think it was great that you guys came on and talk about, you know, how important it is to to encourage young people, boys and girls um, or however you identify to come and to play, to have young people involved in pinball early, because, again, we're, you know, kind of carrying on that tradition. So I, I thank you guys for trusting our community to bring your kids around. Cause again, you know, it's, they're, they're your kids and you're like, I'm going to like trust them kind of around these rando adults. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but uh, overall, it's just been so much fun to have, to have your girls and, and to, you know, meet your son, Tina. And it, it I've just really enjoyed it. And I, I would hope that whoever's listening, if you're kind of like, well, maybe we should have kids and, you know, maybe it's not going to be your jam to like maybe start a, a, a kids league or a kids tournament, but maybe, you know, you could have young ladies in your Bells tournament if you, if you can, because I know a lot of people do play in bar leagues, but maybe if you have the opportunity to encourage more kids in, in your spaces and, and again, encourage particularly girls, since this is a, a lady pinball show, um, encourage girls to, to come and play pinball as well. So I, I think that that's really important. And, and I really, again, want to say thank you guys so much for, for everything that you contribute. You know, Melody and Tina, you both help me out from time to time doing bells. So I really appreciate that. And I, cause I know you guys have a lot on your plate. I was like, I was like, I just, I, I know my dog is not a child, so I don't, I just like, I know it's not a child. So <laughs> I call her my fur baby, but she's my child. But, um, you know, I know that the, you guys have a lot on your plate. So when you guys help out, I, I do really appreciate it. And I think that you guys offer a lot to, to our pinball community. And I, I'd like to encourage our listeners again, you know, invite those kids out to come and play and, and be a little patient with them because sometimes they're got to learn stuff. But again, if you have the space and you have the opportunity, I would highly encourage you guys to get to girls um, playing pinball in your Bells Leagues or in your ladies leagues, or even in your co-ed leagues. I think that would be great also. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of take a moment to, to say thank you again to you guys about that. And then also, 
going to kind of circle back a little bit. In our San Antonio Pinball Enthusiast Facebook group, which is kind of just our, our local chapters group, and we kind of put all of our announcements and things on it, we got to see a video, and I was there for the live shot of the video. Melody, you have to tell us about Gaucho 2.0, and I think that this the, the way this story came for you for full circle, I got a little misty-eyed, I'm not going to lie. This is so cool. So, Melody, tell us what happened about a week ago. So it kind of started like one of the fantastic people that I've met through all of this hobby that I've started um, is Mike. He's, you know, he's got his day job, but then he's got a business also where he repairs pinball machines and refurbishes them. And so that when I met him and I learned about what he was doing, he's kind of the brains behind keeping a lot of the machines running at what's brewing too. Um, but when I met him, I was like, man, I wonder whatever happened to that old pinball machine that we used to have. And so I asked my uncle, um, cause I thought they'd sold it years and years ago. Um, but no, actually it's been sitting in my granddad's workshop for about 20 years, just broken, not, not working. Um, but you know, it's relatively temperature controlled. It was covered. So, I mean, it, it was definitely a project, but I was just so excited when we came across it. I was like, I have to, I have to get this going again. I have to see if I even remember like how to play the game because I haven't played it since it hasn't been played since like the nineties. Um, it's a 1963 machine that my family acquired in like 1974 four-ish um, and then we all grew up playing it and then we forgot about it so when I learned you know what Mike does and how he can bring new life to these things I was like oh we're, we're doing it and so I finally got it to him and it took several weeks but he's just done the most amazing work restoring it and the play field looks just beautiful it's like the dirt preserved it or something that was the but, most amazing and, part like that play field looks amazing I was really surprised and also very impressed like like I knew he's good at what he does but like I was just very impressed with the whole quality of the project and like how quickly he got it done and then like the sound of it like the chimes just it took me straight back to my childhood just playing it so it was super exciting and it my family who also grew up playing it, they still haven't seen it or played it yet. So I'm also very excited for, for that day when, when it comes, but it should be a lot of fun to like play with my siblings and my cousins again and see, see if they remember how to play the game too. But it's just, it's been a really fun process. I'll include a link for Gaucho from the Internet Pinball Database on um, the show notes. But it's a really cute game. I was watching you guys play, and I got to play a little bit. And it's just a, the artwork's really fun. And then also I love the, the fan wheel mechanism that it had for scoring um, towards the lower um, end of the play field. I just, 
it was a really neat looking game and you're right the dirt uh, that's why I, when i saw that mike did you have to do he was not really he's the play field's in excellent shape you know he was you know i had to put new rubbers on and he was talking to me about it because i got to see it before you guys saw it. he's i won't let them see it until it's completely done and um <laughs> mike does own mjm amusements he's the um the tech that does a lot of the work on the machines at what brewing and he also is my tech and got me m one of my machines so he's kind of like the guy or at least like one of the guys in san antonio to to kind of get pinball through but uh but yeah, that your gaucho looks absolutely amazing. And Tina, you're you're kind of in the same boat. I know that you guys um just picked up a a pin that he's working on as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's still working on it, so uh, we're gonna get blackout. I'm pretty excited about. But yeah, it was amazing to see the work he did on her gaucho. So I trust that it's gonna be beautiful whenever we finally get it. Yeah, and I saw that clear coat on it. That looked really nice. <laughs> yeah. It really is a beautiful machine, so I'm excited. I can't wait for it to be in my house. And, yeah, I was kind of fussing at, at Matthew earlier. I was like, you, he stays up late. He doesn't sleep. He's weird. Uh, I was like, you're going to stay up all night and, like, get really good at it. I'm already <laughs> jealous. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, But that's exciting. I, 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 was, I was actually hoping to, like, pick – Mike's brain a little bit too about you know just how to do routine maintenance things that would be useful so I kind of want to just like hang out with him in the shop one day and <laughs> see him work on stuff and I know like Matthew's trying to restore a game too right Tina is he doing most of that work himself or is he going to do the yes. same like well, try to learn some uh, tips from <laughs> well kind of both like we uh we were able to get a great deal on this old um dolphin dolphin i should know I, it is called dolphin i should know more about the machine it's an old old electrical i can't say it electromechanical <laughs> anyway um so yeah if you got a book it's called pinball care and maintenance which is really informative so he's trying to like read he read through the book and he's like i think i can i think i can do this so um i was like all right sure take on another project <laughs> But it was a really good deal. So uh, I was like, whether it's a project that lasts a while or not, like, it's it's cool. So um, he's been tinkering with it. And we fixed the original problem, like, the original problem that that made the previous owner want to sell it was the, the it would just kind of get stuck. And it wouldn't turn on all the way. And, it like, it just, like, the wheels would try to turn. Um, and it wouldn't reset all the way to zero, and so it wouldn't actually officially start. So he's able to fix that problem, but in fixing that problem, he found, like, several others. <laughs> so I'm sure that's the way it goes when you pick up an old machine that's a piece of work. So, but, uh, you know, another, I guess, you know, I've just got to celebrate the pinball community because he started posting about his restore project on Penn side and um there's a guy in Ohio who had the same machine um but his machine didn't work and so he was like hey uh Matt just let me know what parts you need and I'll send them to you and so Matthew was like kind of going the machine like super meticulously and making a list of like oh, well I probably need one of these and I'll probably need this and this part looks like it's messed up and um so by the time he made his list the guy was like um let me let me just send you my machine. So now now we have two dolphins. <laughs> one, 
So one of them may eventually work with more tinkering, and the other one is just parts. But, uh, yeah, but that was another thing, is that working with Mike, since Mike's working on Blackout, he was talking to us about it the other night. He's like, so, you have a machine for parts, eh? (laughs) So he was super interested. So I I think that... uh, so it seems like they're going to work together and, and Mike will show uh, Matt a little bit about what to do with his tinkering. And then uh, Matt will share the leftover parts from the, from the other dolphin that he's not going to use. Those parts are hard to find for this electromechanical machines. So I can totally see Mike trying to work a deal, but I think it's really important for other people who own pins. And it's something Mike has encouraged me as a, a pinball owner. I tend to be, I, and this is how I am in life. I actually am pretty handy, but I prefer just to pay somebody to fix stuff for me. But I just, cause that's just how I am. I'm like, can you just come and fix it? I, I just would rather you do it. But Mike's like, Lauren, you need to learn how to do this stuff. Fine. Okay. But my first, so this is the first time I ever tried to fix something. So I have, and I've talked about her before, my Gottlieb Cleopatra EM. And one of the drop targets was broken by my husband when he was playing it. I was so mad at him. I'm, man, I didn't break it. You broke it. Because all of a sudden I see him hit the drop target. It's, it snaps. And then I see it flying around in the machine. I'm, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. So we got to stop. Oh, no. I was like, and then he's, I'm sorry. Man, now I got to figure this all out. So I call Mike and I tell him what's wrong. He's okay. You got, it's kind of easy to do. And he showed me on another Gottlieb countdown. This is the mechanism. It's pretty similar. This is what you have to do. And I'm like, well, okay, this seems pretty self-explanatory. So I order the parts from Marco. The parts come in and I'm, well, I'll just replace all the drop targets. There's five. And I, you know, lift up the play field. I'm going to town. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't as easy as it looked when he did it. I get to a point where I can't get this out. I I can't get this actual drop target to come out. I don't know what's wrong. This isn't working. And all I have is a giant pile of screws. I didn't take pictures of anything. So for those of you who have worked on machines or just worked on things in general, this is a bad deal. So I just call Mike, um, I kind of messed up. I have a giant bag of screws for you. So he, yeah, he came over and he's, oh, okay. And then he saw, he's, oh, you have an extra bracket that I didn't see. And I was, I just had to stop because I had no idea what was going on. And he's like, you didn't take any pictures. And he just makes a face at me, Mr. Engineer. No, I know I didn't know I'm supposed to, you know, there's a note to myself. And now this time on my BSD, I have a burned out coil is what we're thinking it is. Cause all of a sudden smoke starts coming out of the right hand side. And oh my God, fire, fire. So I turn everything off. I can tell him what, you know, happened. He, oh, it's probably a burnt coil, but, you know, you don't know what caused the burnt coil. And But it was just one of those things where I think it's really important, even though I may not have be able to fix everything, that you should try to do as much as you can. And I'm trying to be a lot more hands-on with my machines. Like I want to buy new rubbers for the BSD and do some other, you know, updates and things. And I buy mods for them. So I want to you know, try to be more hands-on because I, I know there'll be a point where, you know, Mike might not be there and I, I need to do something for myself and plus try to save some money so I can buy other machines because, you know, these do get rather expensive. <laughs> the maintenance on them is, is quite a bit. Um, but I, I think it's really important just for any pinball owner to be more invested in taking care of them and being able to do, maybe you can't do some of the complicated stuff, but you, the more that you learn about it, at least you'll be a more informed shopper and also a more informed owner, which I think is really important. 
Right. And I feel like the more you practice and tinker, the more you learn to just hopefully not doing too much damage. Very in the true. Process. Very true. Trying to keep things preserved. <laughs> Do you think that that's going to scare you away from wanting to own like a more like intricate machine, like things that have lots of toys and like different things that could break and then you can't like reorder them? I definitely would love to own Star Trek The Next Generation, but I am afraid of those probe launchers. They are, they're always breaking on those machines. So I'm like, I could never own that machine because it's just so finicky. Like, I don't think I could maintain it. Anything with those swinging arms, like Last Action Hero is one I always, that they always have problems with. You know, Demo Man. In Next Gen, though, you're so right. There's always something going on with that dang machine. Um... You know, it it doesn't make me hesitant per se. Um, I'm more interested because I've never owned anything really new that's um, like I have my DMD, but anything that, you know, would be kind of considered more a modern, uh, newer game within the last like 10 years. So for me, that would be my I don't think I would be nervous, but there's a lot to me, a lot more that can go wrong. But at least they're new enough to where I could get parts and things made now. Um, the stuff that's always challenging is the really old stuff, like the old EMs, because there's just no parts, and you do, you kind of sometimes have to figure things out on your own. That's true. That is something that we are discovering with owning a Chicago coin <laughs> EM. <laughs> well, guys, again, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We're going to wrap up with our one segment that we have called Inside the Pinball Studio, where we get an opportunity to ask you guys questions and find out more about your pinball mind. So I'll go ahead and ask a question, and then I'll get a response from each one of you. So we'll start with Tina. Tina, what game do you love? You know, I feel like, uh, okay, so it feels like everybody says Attack from Mars, and that is true. I love Attack from Mars. But I feel like I love all the machines. I've got to play them all. <laughs> you can't love one more than anybody else, so you love them all. I, lo- I like that. I like the Very inclusive. Melody, what game do you love? Um, you will find me at Pinballs and Austin glued to Tales of the Arabian Nights or Medieval Madness. I love those games. I love, you know, there's so many different like kind of mission like achievements to get throughout the process of the game and uh, just a lot of stuff to do in those games. At the coffee shop, I love NBA Fast Break because that center basketball goal shot is just so rewarding i love it <laughs> i do have some love for nba fast break i know some people are just eh, but i really do enjoy nba fast break once i kind of learn the rules because that one does have kind of more of a how does this game work i don't understand what's going on but i do agree with you totan or tales of arabian nights is one of my favorites i love that game i Shooting for the yeah. genie and all that. It's so much fun. Uh, Medieval Madness is a classic, of course. But uh, I, I do love Tales from Arabian Nights. Those are those are both really good answers. Tino. Yeah, there's so much cool stuff like you can do on Tales from the Arabian Nights. Like different stories and different... I, I agree. That's a good choice. <laughs> Completely agree. Tina, what game do you hate? Ooh. I think I hate games... Like, in general, I hate games that, like, feels like that are punishing, right? Like, fishtails, right? If you if you hit it straight in the center, then it's going to be like, boom, drain. So nobody wants to play fishtails. And see, I like the games that are mean. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm like, I'm going to win. <laughs> I, I feel like it's some You're kind of, like, evil. like <laughs> part of my psychosis is, why do you like games that are mean? I'm like, I don't know. Um, but I do. But, yeah, fishtails is kind of mean. And I 
whenever I go up to it, I hear that. So, yeah, yeah, no, Fishtails is a. I'm not a huge fan. But uh, Melody, what game do you hate? So for me, that brutal game is Cyclone, where like my skill shot at the beginning is most of my score because I just drain it so quickly. But the game that I really don't enjoy playing at the coffee shop is F14. And I know so many people love that game, but it's just so stroby and it's not Top Gun. It should be Top Gun if there's fighter jets involved. (laughs) That one I don't really enjoy. Yeah, it's wannabe Top Gun. And I actually do really well at that game, but I'm not a big fan. I don't care for it. I just, I'm like, you know, I'm just kind of meh about it. And I don't understand why people are so jazzed about uh, F14 at all. I'm like, I do not understand no. this. That's another one of those punishing games, because if you do hit it in the middle, then it'll send that strobe light off in your face, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, and then the, you, you can't see it. Like, the lights, the lights. I'm like, ah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I'm not a fan. Totally agree. All right, Tina, what is your favorite pinball art? Ooh. Um, uh, that's a tough question. I don't think I thought about that one. Uh, I don't know. Skip me. Go to Melody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melody. Do you have a favorite pinball art? I feel like I haven't been exposed to enough games to where one just like really stands out and grabs me. But in general, um, the machines that I like to play, like, and I'm interested in visually, are the ones with, you know, that immediately suck you into the theme. And there's a lot to look at, like. Twilight Zone or Guardians. I love the bright color. I like bright games, but not like in a flashy, stroby way, but just like pretty, you know, pretty to look at. So, yeah, that's true. Like the games that like you could like even not playing the ball, just spend a few minutes just looking at the back glass and looking at the cabinet and just seeing all that there is out there on the play field. That's true. You know what game really is beautiful, but I don't like it because <laughs> it's punishing. It's Black Hole. Black Hole is beautiful. Like, you watch the astronauts spinning and, like, you know, the the galaxy. It's it's really beautiful. Um, But it's another punishing game. (laughs) Yeah, if you don't make it on that lower play field, boom, the gate's not going to open. And, like, dang it. No. Uh, Yeah, no, Black Hole is a really fun one. Um, you know, art's really hard and it's subjective. And I kind of agree with you, um, Melody. I love that like, kind of world under glass. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out, Cosmic Carnival, which is a new pinball game that's coming out from Suncoast Pinball. Um, Dirty Donnie did the art on it. And that, uh, I think, Melody, would be right up your alley. I think you'll really enjoy the art package on that. It's super, super cool. Trippy, but like very colorful and fun. My husband is a mega Dirty Donnie fan, so that's like, we have a Metallica machine, and of course he loves that one. You know, I I don't care for the Aerosmith game, but that's another Dirty Donnie piece. Some of his art is is very visually, you know, interesting, but also some of it's kind of ugly. I I feel bad saying that. I think it's supposed to be like monsters and like ugly faces, you know, it's just. I like pretty things. I think you'll like Cosmic Carnival, though. But yeah, no, no, I get what you mean. He does graphic kind of gory stuff really well. Yeah, no. I didn't know you had a Metallica, girl. I didn't know that. Ah, this is good to know. <laughs> yeah. Are we inviting ourselves Yeah, over? like, hey, Melody, I'm going to come over and you can have your home-brewed beer and play Metallica. It's going to be super fun. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Tina, what is your favorite pinball sound? 
Oh my goodness. I do have a very specific answer to this question. I thought about this one. All right. So in uh, Attack from Mars, when you get an extra ball and the extra ball hits the Martian and it's like, flop, that's like <laughs> the best sound. <laughs> I like that. It's very specific. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that was a good one. Uh, Melody, same question. What is your favorite pinball sound? I love the, like I said, the chimes from the old Gottlieb games. It, it just takes me back to my childhood. Um, also, I'm a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, and so playing Last Action Hero or Terminator 2 and hearing those callouts are just, it's so satisfying. I love his one-liners, and I love his callouts. <laughs> The callouts from Last Action Era are are quite good in a very cheesy way, so I have to give you some some props for that one. All right, guys, what is your favorite tournament, festival, league, expo? Uh, do you have a favorite pinball event? And uh, we'll go with Tina. Okay. Well, I gotta say us. Yay! The bells. I mean, yeah, like our friendship, this conversation wouldn't happen if you if you didn't put together our San Antonio chapter of bells. So Aww. we're pretty awesome. <laughs> That is an excellent answer. I love it. All right, Melody. I concur. That was That's my answer as well. I love that my kids get to do it with me. Like I said, there aren't a lot of hobbies that you can just really actively participate with a four- and five-year-old, and this is one of them that we all really enjoy doing together. Oh, that's so sweet. Aww. All right, Tina, what is your grail pin? If you could own any pin, either do you own it currently, or is there a pin out there that you want? Well, <laughs> I'm not made of money, <laughs> so I'm not sure that I'm ever going to get to have Attack from Mars in my house, but that would be it, I think. But, you know, like, so we have the we have the tinkering, someday it'll probably work, um, electromechanical Gottlieb, I think it's, I don't know what year it was, it was made, um, I should know that, I don't, um, and then we're getting Blackout, which I think is a 1985, I want to say, but I could also be wrong. Um, so 80s-ish machine. So I think if I, like my dream goal, I think there's where we're putting the pinball machines in our house. I think there's room for three or four, depending on how big they are. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it would be nice to kind of like have one machine from each decade. So uh, I don't know. So I don't know what my 90s machine is going to be. You know, it would be awesome for it to be Adam's family, but everybody loves Adam's family and that's super expensive. I know. I'm the same boat you are. I'm like, you know, it's on my list of ones I want. But at the same time, like uh, for a OK one and I'm saying OK, uh, like six grand. I'm like, I can't. No. I'm like, again, I'm not made of money. Uh, so like, I will look at you from afar, Adam's family. Yeah. So maybe this is like a very long term, long range goal to have like every decade in my house. So we'll see. <laughs> I like that, though, because I th I thought about it the same way. I had to have, you know, sit down with my husband. We were talking about saving money, which is not a fun conversation for yours, truly. But I told him I, was, I went eventually in the house four or five machines. And to me, in my mind, I want them. I have my electromechanical and I have my DMD with Bram Stoker. Now I need a solid state. I really want a Flash Gordon or, or something of that era, like early 80s. Um, and then I want something really new. Like, so I'm like, I need two more machines. That really new one's going to be a, a tough one because that's going to be a big price point And I'm going to be having to 
yeah. you know, save a lot of money. And that I don't know if it'll happen, but um, I'd like to, to buy a brand new machine and then also have a solid state. So I, I kind of agree with you on that, having ones from different eras. I, I kind of like that idea, too. All right, Melody, same question. Do you have a Grail pin? Either do you own it, or is there a pin that you want more than anything? I, I like to think of this question as like a fantasy world. Like if I if money was not a, yes, an issue. Yes, if money was no <laughs> object, and you could just go down to you know the corner store and go get it. Like which one would you pick? Yeah, and I also find it interesting. I've listened to your show, and a lot of people have a different answer for this question than the pins they love question. And I'm the same. Like I feel like. I'm kind of drawn to the newer game, uh, the Willy Wonka theme. I grew up watching that movie. I love that movie. I love Gene Wilder, but I'm, I would never buy a, a game that I had not played. And I've definitely not played that game. So I, I probably should not play that game because that's probably going to be my grail pin when I do play it. I've heard <laughs> all sorts of things about it and I'm sure it's not cheap at all. <laughs> I just, I really to play, I guess. No, I totally agree. I'm super excited. So I didn't mention this, and I might sound a little different for those of you that listen to the show because I'm in L.A. this week for work. And I'm going to a tournament on Thursday, and I apologize if I mispronounce the name, but I think it's called Alice Goji. It's a Korean barbecue restaurant slash pinball arcade and they're going to have a flipper frenzy tournament and they have a Wonka and they have an Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle and they have all these machines I've been dying to play I am so excited so I will give you a first person accounting of Wonka when I get back to town Melody I will let you know take some videos (laughs) I will take videos for sure um, but no, I like I like that kind of grail pin idea. I mean, it looks amazing. I also grew up watching Willy Wonka. When I first saw it, I was like, it looks really cool. I'm super excited. So um, I think those are both really good grail pins. Tina, who would you most like to play head to head? Is there somebody that you either love to play with or is there a person that you would like to play head to head pinball with? Mostly I like to play my husband and my brother just because I get to gloat when I win. <laughs> Again, that is a very you know. good feeling, yes. <laughs> um, but I and I think in general I try to not be that way because we we should be nice and supportive. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, there's like a few people that like when you play in the league or you play in the tournaments and they're super good and it's like like if I can beat Collier, you know, like I'm gonna rub it in his face. <laughs> like, you know, but I feel like we're good enough friends now that like you know, he would probably laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, Collier's good people. And believe me, when I when I beat Collier, and it's I think I've beaten him maybe twice in the entire time I've known him, I, I do a little inner dance of joy. <laughs> I was in his group the other night, and I literally was, I'm going to get a chair so I can sit down. Collier Whitefield, for those of you who don't know, is one of our top players in San Antonio. He made the finals for the Bat City Open. He's very, very good. Very, very nice guy. Super encouraging. If you ask him questions, he'll totally, you know, let you know how to play. And just, he's a great guy, but he's literally the guy to be. It's like every time if I'm going to force him with him, no. All right, we're all fighting for second. All right, everybody, just fight for second. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, the, the, that's always fun to, to be able to beat him. Or, you know, I'm the same way when I play my husband. I was like, I won. I'm a winner. I'm a champion. So. <laughs> But he also, you know, uh, GC'd my Bram Stoker Dracula, and I was livid. And he uh, he knew I would be angry, so he took video. He's like, look, baby. And I'm like, why would you take this? You're just cruel. And 
he was very he was very happy with himself. He was just pleased as punch over there. But uh, but uh, M- Melody, same question. Who would you most like to play head to head? I I also am thinking of this in like fantasy land, never gonna happen type question. But I would love to play like. Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator <laughs> or Patrick Stewart in The Next Generation or Keanu Reeves in Johnny Mnemonic or, you know, like play so the celebrities fun. with their game. Oh, that's fun. Um, in Chris real life. Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt and Gardner. I, I can't wait to play my family at Gaucho. It's going to be great playing with them. But. Aw, that's <laughs> nice. But yeah, I think that would be fun to like play, especially if it has call outs. You're like, do the call out, do the call out. Um, <laughs> that's too funny. All right, final question, Tina. What is your dream theme? What um, what would you like to see produced by a major manufacturer that is not in existence today? Ooh, I, I've thought about this question a lot. So I know the other night we talked about it just in person, and I was like, Beetlejuice. And then you told me about that thing where the guy had created the art for it, and then I saw that I googled, and I was like, oh, that would be so cool. So I hope somebody picks that up. <laughs> Um, and then I thought about it some more and like every, like every cool thing, I'm like, that could be a cool pinball. That could be, that could be a cool one. Yeah. So everything that's cool should have its own pinball table. I also think, um, what did I think of the other day? Oh, Avatar, like not the blue people Avatar, but like the last airbender. Oh, okay. Avatar. Cause I was like the blue people have one, but oh, the last. Yeah, airbender. I know they have yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Because think about like you could do all the different modes for all the different like you know benders and it would be cool. (laughs) That would be neat. So okay, so we have the last Airbender and Beetlejuice as your dream themes. I like those. Those are cool. I I, I'm a huge fan of Beetlejuice. I adored the movie as a kid. Um, My brother um, went as one of the dead football players and. We, I mean, my family and I were super into that movie, and I would love to see that made into to a pin at some point. Um, fingers crossed on that one. So I, I'm I give you a one point for Beetlejuice for sure. Uh, Melody, what would be your dream theme? So there's so many things that would lend themselves to good pinball machines, like Tina was saying, all the cool things. My favorite show on TV right now is um, Vikings on the History Channel, and I feel like you could do such a great show, a great game like Lagertha as the main character. Cause she's like a fierce Viking warrior. Oh, yeah, and then, cool. you know, the Norseology with like Valkyries and Thor and all, you know, all that, all that fun stuff. I think it would be a great theme for a pinball machine. Um, if you're talking about music themes, I would love to see like a tenacious D or <laughs> movies. I would love to see like a fifth element or Goonies or Matrix. Like why, why don't these exist already? I don't understand. <laughs> I think, I think there but, is a fifth yeah. element machine. I'll have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure there is. I'm surprised that there's not one for the matrix. Like that to me is shocking. Yeah. They made a Johnny mnemonic. That's all I'm saying. They made that machine, but you didn't make the matrix. Like, come on now. Right. Right. <laughs> Or, like, yeah. if you're talking about video games, you could do a Mortal Kombat one. You could do a Fall. Like, there's just there's just so much. Like, there's so much good stuff to make <laughs> games See, over. I, I don't know who's listening right now, but, like, I think they should get on our ideas, right? Like, if they make the Matrix, like, Keanu Reeves, everybody isn't, like, the Internet is in love with him right now. Like, they need to make the Matrix machine. And Winona Ryder for Beetlejuice, like, She's, you know, riding that, you know, she's popular, too, with uh, Stranger Things. Stranger, yeah. Stranger Things. So everybody's going to support her. And 
Yeah. It goes back to that thing, like, why did they remake Jurassic Park when there's nothing <laughs> There's so they many can... other good things. Yeah, no, totally agree with you, ladies. Completely agree. All right, well, that's it, guys. Again, thank you so much for coming on. A, I think I'm going to call this the kids edition of uh, the Backbox Pinball Podcast. But again, thank you guys for all that you do. You both are great moms. You've got great kids. And Thank you so much for, for letting them be a part of our leagues and uh, Melody in, in particular, you know, your girls are part of Bells and I hope one day to pass the reins on to them when I'm old. I'm like y'all here, here's my laptop. Go, go. I'm just going to, I'm going to just sit over here with my walker and sit in my walker and play some pinball. So, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel very encouraged when I see your kids playing pinball and, and I just think it's very important as league coordinators and people who are involved in pinball from an organizational standpoint that we, we encourage kids as much as we can to play and be a part of the hobby. So um, again, guys, thank you for being a part of our local scene and thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. And also I really appreciate having that environment at what's brewing where Tony and Sammy, the owners are so great and so welcoming to our kids that they don't mind when it gets a little rowdy and, They've got such a good humor about the whole thing, and they're very welcoming to all the children that come in and have a blast there. Yeah, I have to give a big thank you to them as well. I mean, they're so they're they're both just amazing with all the kids, and and Sammy just goes in there, and I see him um, interacting with your daughters all the time. So, um, but loves him. <laughs> they, he's he's awesome. But yeah, the the Chabert family, they're just very not only supportive of San Antonio pinball, but you know, they're really supportive of getting kids in the hobby too. So, so a special thank you to them as well. Thanks so much. Next week, you guys, I am very excited to have on the voice from Game of Thrones. That's right. Miss Kate Rothwell Jackson from Great Britain is going to be coming on the show. She is the voice from the pinball machine Game of Thrones. I'm very excited to have her on. That's going to be super, super fun. If you want to send a message to myself and give me your thoughts, witticisms, criticisms about the show, I am open to suggestions as always. The email address is backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Again, ladies, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for listening and for being a part of the show. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on iTunes. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!